Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kayfabe Court. My name is Zeke Sublet. I'm joined by the two, quote, air quotes, which you can't see, attorneys, Randy and Hi. Ben. How you guys doing? Good. All it's right. finally happening. It's here. We finally did it. All this talk, months leading up. We're doing it. We're doing it. Hard. Yep. Yep. So quick little intro, if this is your first time, if you missed our little intro pod. Which is all of you. Which is all of you, which is fine. Um, this is the Kayfabe Court. This is a podcast where the three of us take wrestling gimmicks, angles, storylines, characters that have been historically deemed shit. Yeah. Or even if it's good, I mean, we're still going to probably that's, bring it at some point. At some point. Yeah, we should do one where we try and say that something that was good was actually really bad. Yeah, I think there's plenty of those. Like especially the beginning in, of the NWO. I mean, the ending part was shit. Like, no, the beginning was awesome. Yeah. 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 I think it would be a better one is uh, just ECW in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Punk came out of ECW, and that makes Ben... But that's WWEC. Yeah, yeah. That's that, WWEC. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. All right, well, so anyway, we're going to take different cases, and we're going to put them to trial. My role in this is to act as the judge... So, Randy and Ben, who are much more experienced wrestling fans when and it comes general, to... wrestling. And in general, better at wrestling. Yeah, I'm terrible. Um, they are much more knowledgeable about technique, you know, deep, in-depth storyline plots and character development and all this stuff. I just really like watching wrestling. I don't really... If it's a good show, it's a good show. So, that makes me a good judge. So, you rarely get irritated by 50-50 booking? Yeah, here's here's the thing. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so, yeah, I I their their job is to either defend or uh, prosecute the cases, and at the end of the podcast, I will make a ruling whether or not I think it is bad or if it's if it actually is good, and maybe the world will listen to this and they'll go back and watch. Maybe not the whole world. Hopefully, some of the wrestling world. Yeah. At least somebody. Yeah. And hey, if you're listening to this and you're not a wrestling fan, Fuck that's you. okay. Nah, it's, uh, no, no, no. no <laughs> Watch no, no. wrestling. Well, you should, but that's okay. Hopefully, you find it entertaining. I think we're pretty funny guys, personally. And uh, maybe there'll be some good uh, side banter that uh, makes you laugh, brings a little smile to your face. Lots of jokes about Ben. Yeah. There's a lot of jokes about me. A lot of kind jokes of about dick. Ben. Yeah. That's just something you're going to have to live with, Ben. So, for the first case... <laughs> We will be doing the kennel from hell. Holy shit! Holy shit! The kennel from hell. Now we should start with a little opening intro about the kennel from hell. I don't know much about this except for what you've told me that it involves dogs and cages and cages (laughs) and the big boss man and Al Snow. Outside of that, I don't know why this gimmick is (laughs) so bad. When you say dogs and Al Snow and Big Boss Man and cages, I get excited. That sounds like pretty cool to me. But you guys. I, to be fair, when I was 14, I thought this was going to be the coolest match ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. It was yeah. It was the thing when it was building up. So that's where that's what this podcast is going to be about. I, On paper, this sounds pretty cool to me. But apparently, a, a vast majority of people disagree. I so still argue it's cool. We're going to take it to, <laughs> we're gonna take it really to court. Do. And we're going to talk about it and see um, – and see what comes out at the end. 
And before we dive into the case, we just want to remind everybody to hit us up on all of our social media platforms at Kfabe Court. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Get at us. And uh, let's try to have some good pod, gentlemen. Mm. We'll try. Mm-hmm. Still with a good pod, huh? Mm-hmm. Quick intro for Zeke here. Okay. Kennel from Hell was the culmination of a feud between Al Snow and the Big Boss Man in the summer of 1999. They had feuded over the hardcore title. And it became personal when the Big Boss Man kidnapped Al Snow's pet dog, Chihuahua, Pepper. Mm-hmm. Right. And killed it, cooked it, and then fed it to Al Snow. Oh, no. Oh. Al Snow, who was already, you know, unstable, had been talking to a mannequin head for years before. Sure, remember that, yep. Unraveled farther, uh, eventually challenging the boss man to a Kennel from Hell match, which is a Hell in a Cell. Then inside of that is the old steel bar cage Mm -hmm. around the ring. Mm -hmm. And between the two cages are dogs. Rottweilers, to be specific, yes. I was going to ask. to get out wins. Ferocious. Okay. So, that sounds uh, intense. Uh, question though, Camping. question though, um, that was good. I like that. What? So big boss man, if I'm remembering correct, correctly, he had kind of like a little evolution, right? Like he was straight cop and then, like, not when I say straight cop, not meaning like he was like a good cop, but he was like, like straight cop, like the opposite of the guy from YMCA, <laughs> the gay cop. <laughs> hey man, it's pride month. Let's not make jokes like that. Um, no, no, he was a, he was like, that was his character was he was a cop, but then he had, didn't he like Flip flop. He went. He went over to WCW, and he was uh, the guardian angel and Big Bubba. And yeah. then he was in the NWO. They kicked him out. And then he went face, had nowhere to go, and he came back to be uh, the corporation's head of security. Yeah, okay. that, that was and, the main like turnover. Okay. Yeah, and then later on, he uh, hatched the shield because they all trust <laughs> like him. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Survivor Series egg. And he was then, dead by then. Instead of the gobbledygook that came out, it was, it was all, the, all the shield. It was the shield. And Big Boss Man is no longer alive, right? No. He, he, he passed away? Like 2007. Okay. Yeah, eight. it was like mid-2000s. Okay. Rest, Rest in like peace, that. Boss Man. Rest in peace, Boss Man. Recent Hall of Famer, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's right. Good job. All right. So, let's start with the prosecution. Now, who's going to be prosecution in this case? Oh, that would be me. Do opening statements. Gotcha. I'm trying to keep it a little bit like it's a, a court. Yeah, we're trying. A kangaroo court, if you will. Oh. Come on. Down under. <laughs> <laughs> Putting shrimp on the bobby. You guys have great Australian accents. No, that was terrible. Good for both of you. His was okay. I'm also realizing we should shit. have gotten Zika Gavel. Mm. You said you were going to do that. I've got a beer in my hand. Can I use that? Yep. Yeah. That'll make it all foamy. Sam though. Adams, the official gavel <laughs> of Kayfabe Court. Give us money. Um, yeah, we are looking for sponsors, <clears throat> if you're listening, Sam Adams. Come on, Sam. Come we on. are drinking all, all three of us. Oh, Sam also, Adams. quick, very important. I brought Doritos, guys, so if you guys you pay us. If you guys want Doritos, I got some Doritos. Oh, you got the nacho cheese ones, though. I was hungry when I got here. All right, so prosecution. So... We are putting this, or I am charging this, with uh, bad booking. Okay. And I believe there's one more other charge. I don't remember what it was. I think you said uh, felony overbooking. That's what it is. It's fel- yeah, it's felony overbooking. Felony overbooking. Now explain to me what that means. Um, bad booking um, is just basically the, um, the whole concept, the whole angle, uh, the match in general, overall shit. From um, the start to the... Yeah. From from start to finish. From start Shit. to finish. Okay. Here's the best analogy I can come up for either one of them. 
Okay. You like food. I do like food. food. Yeah. You often need food. Uh huh. As yeah. you do when you're a human being. Yeah. So bad booking would be um, just the fundamental ingredients do not mesh together at all to make anything that would be tasty when you ate it. Mm. Overbooking would be there's too much sugar. Mm. Okay. There's too much shit going on here, and I can't really taste any individual part, and it's kind of overpowering in a way I'm not enjoying. Too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks. Got it. Kind of like people who put ketchup on macaroni and cheese. Or eggs. Or eggs. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Hot sauce I get. But you get ashamed of yourselves. Yeah. Hot, get sauce hot sauce I get, but, but what was that? I get hot sauce. Yeah, ch- no. ketchup. And you can do hot sauce in just about anything. That's true. Um, Out of vagina. All right, so we're charging I this don't case. recommend <laughs> Uh, there's a Facebook uh, page that I follow. I forget what it is. It's some sort of hot sauce, and basically all they show is pranks of people putting hot sauce on their like dick and balls and a- putting in an aftershave and stuff, and just the hilarity that ensues. Afterwards. Wait, putting hot sauce on their own dick and balls? No, no, no. Like that's prank. a bad yeah. prank. Yeah, it's just yeah. I give it got si- you. I give it six months before the young bucks do this in PWG. Okay, sorry, si- got sidetracked, and that will happen. Uh, ben, we're charging this with. Felony overbooking. And bad booking. And yes. bad booking. Which is a misdemeanor. Because at least it was linear. All right. Go ahead. Your opening statements. So the uh, so the way I'm going to put this, it's pretty, I don't know, it's pretty overwritten, I guess I should say. Um, but with that, uh, the occasion of one of the darkest days in the WWF, WWF audience, or some of our jury might be more familiar with, the WWE universe mm. um, ever had to endure and one of the most embarrassing experiences of my time as a wrestling fan was unforgiven on September 26th of 1999. Mm-hmm. Not one of the WF's greatest pay-per-views by any stretch of the imagination. The rest of the card was however made to look like one of the big four by the sheer horror of the kennel from hell match. In fact it was a damning indictment yep. of the creative team at the time that this debacle was one of the final matches on the card. Just in case anyone is trying to further remember the event, Triple H retained his WWF championship in the main event against The Rock, Mankind, Big Show, Kane, British Bulldog, and a six-pack challenge. Defense. All right. So the Kennel from Hell is often considered to be one of the five worst angles and probably one of the three worst matches ever worked on any sort of wrestling pay-per-view. The card itself was very all over the place. The main event scene had a big problem with booking up until who was like the number one contender and all that stuff. And Vince McMahon was supposed to be gone forever, I believe, after this and came back. But to say that this match was terrible because it was so over the top and an embarrassing storyline is ridiculous because concurrently you have The Undertaker during this time in wrestling slitting his wrists and having people drink it to get his power. So if you're going to say The Kennel from Hell was bad because of the way the storyline went, you would have to condemn the entire Attitude Era itself. Mm. Okay. All right. I see you. You can't see me. Finished. <laughs> okay. So it sounds like we've got a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. The major, one of the major themes is that this was not only a bad match, but it was a really bad pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Okay, so not that 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 did not help. Uh, uh, this, this is this is the uh, the biggest shit in the punch bowl. Mm, okay, <laughs> all right. I think I got what I need. I need some evidence now. Prosecution. Gotcha. So, it all started for the most part a month earlier at SummerSlam. Um, Al Snow with the aid of Road Dog 
uh, defeated the big boss man to win the hardcore championship. Uh, with that, it instigated a feud between the two, a switch of the belt, uh, which accumulated, which uh, culminated. But I don't like it when things aren't my, going my way. Culminated in uh, British Bulldog defeating Boss Man for the title, and then just giving it to Al Snow, thus rewarding him back the championship title. Um, so on September thirteenth of nineteen ninety nine, Boss Man did finally accept Al Snow's challenge in the Kennel from Hell match, um, and the whole stage was set. But the story itself had to have looked better on paper at the time because the actual execution of this was atrocious at best. On the August 23rd episode of Raw, Bossman attacked Al Snow during the defense of the hardcore title and stole uh, the champion's beloved pet dog, Pepper. That led to a nauseating angle on September 2nd edition of SmackDown where Bossman revealed that Snow had inadvertently eaten his best friend. Oh, no. Passing off the murder... Of, the, of an innocent animal as entertainment. A week later, Snow was hardcore champion and eventually challenged Bossman to, to the match to gain revenge for his pet best, fr uh, pet best friend and dinner rolled all into one. Jumping Jeff Farmer. Now let's go to the ring. But no one ever quite knew what to expect in the first Kennel uh, from Hell match. And it is actually the last Kennel from Hell match. Um, but rest assured, it was worse than any of us. Objections so far. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's been almost 20 years, You don't man. know the future. You can't say it's definitely the only one. Strike that from the record. I'll allow it. So, okay, so worst, and as of right now, the only one. I would accept most likely. <laughs> All right, go on. So, basically, they're passing off the kidnapping of someone's pet. The murdering of someone's pet and the actual ingesting as, of someone's pet as entertainment to the fans at this time. This is, they're supposed to like, I don't know how they're supposed to feel at this point. Bossman is a heel. It's a little too dastardly. I don't think I've ever seen anything kind of like that uh, since then. We've seen a lot of kidnappings and then they just show up, you know, three weeks later and, you know, no, no explanation. Um, but as opposed to, or aside from Katie Vick, we haven't really seen like objection time paradox that happens three years after this. It's not relevant. Uh, Sustained. All right. So from this time, from, from at least from this, uh, from the beginning to this time now, we haven't seen someone just, someone's pet just die and now they're eating it. So right there, I feel like that's just bad booking as a whole. Cause it's in poor taste. Does the defense have a response? Yes. On the kidnapping part of it, um, kidnapping has long been a tradition in WWE. Um, considering around this time, almost anyone who joins the Ministry of Darkness happens through them being kidnapped and then being brainwashed, which is also a ludicrous act. Stephanie McMahon around this time is kidnapped and forced to almost marry The Undertaker. What? Which I still think acts against humans are much more deplorable. I think Peter would disagree. Well, yeah, both, I mean, both Peter's sociopaths. <laughs> Continue. So that is not like that's a new, it's not like the first time kidnapping has ever come up with. I mean, around this time, there's also a guy uh, selling women as sex workers. So that's also a deplorable act. And, and now, no money was kids. no money was involved. Yeah, he seemed like he was a bad businessman as far as like, <laughs> also <laughs> quick sidebar here. <laughs> Big problem with the Godfather's character. Um, if he's giving away hosts for freeze before a match, is he not going to get paid for wrestling then? 
I don't know. He's he's technically winning the match by default, so that's a paycheck. But it's not like they ever went like he never had the hose distract him outside of the ring and then get counted to ten. I don't I don't know. I it's a forfeiture. It's a win by default. So as you can see, there were a lot of terrible. <laughs> that counts as a win. Yeah, it okay. would. But right. the kidnapping stuff—that's that's all. Eh, it's still just a dog. And then, uh, what type of dog was Pepper? Chihuahua. A Chihuahua. It was a Chihuahua. Yes. Did you already say that? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, we did. Oh, you did say. I don't. It. Was it male or female? I can't remember if it was actually specified. I'm just gonna go ahead and say male. We can look this up though. Yeah, Pepper. Pepper, not Peppa, is a real. <laughs> Not gender specific name. Okay. Although we can all agree, Peppa definitely female. Mm. Like Push Peppa. It. Push it. Mm-hmm. Real good. Ooh, That's right. Baby, baby. Okay. We're stuck on kidnapping, which is bad. Oh yeah, it's always bad. We all know that. There's no argument that kidnapping. There's no argument that kidnapping is bad. <laughs> if that sounded like a question, on my end, that's my bad. <laughs> so with with that, yes, Randy. Kidnapping has been a thing in the WWE. However, with the, what you're talking about with, with Undertaker's uh, ministry and everything, um, and him brainwashing people, I mean, we all know that's a cult, right? Like, it's not just a group. He's, he, it's a cult. I think, I feel like... Is it yes. a cult of personality? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> How are you the judge? technically to have a cult. Good point. Good so you're point. saying Taker doesn't have one? No, I'm saying to get that many people, he has to be very personable. Oh, there it is. So, so yes, brainwashing, yes, but I mean, it's a it's a cult. I feel like that's not a worse uh, that's not a worse action than kidnapping, murdering, and cooking somebody's pet than feeding it to them. Okay, so leading up to the pay per view. Was there anything else? Okay, we can all agree. We all the kidnapping. That what else though? What? Um, I th- I think it was during the SummerSlam match um, with um, Snow and Bossman. Pepper was quote unquote at ringside, um, which back, eventually backstage. that backstage. That's what it was. Um, and there was one point where Al Snow goes and checks on Pepper. Pepper's there. Moments later, Bossman hums. That little kennel that he's in, he, she, whatever, it, um, and just hums it across, like, the backstage area. Then, later on in the match, he goes to check on Pepper again. It was after the match. Pepper is now gone, and they're saying that Pepper was never in the, the kennel to begin with. Though Snow had already went and checked on it. So that's another, like, poor, poor booking area. You can keep on bringing up Undertaker and, he, you know, his cult and slitting his own wrist and drinking blood and shit, but... It's that's part of the storyline. They they just managed to just botch it and then just try to throw it into a storyline that didn't make sense. Depends. I do believe though that they said that Pepper wasn't in there because that is when it turns out that the Blue Meanie and Stevie Richards are holding Peppa and then get. I'm saying Peppa. No, I'm saying Peppa. <laughs> from the streets. Ah, she lives in Auburn. So I think that I'm pretty sure the explanation there because after Al wins the title on the way back, he beats the shit out of uh, Stevie and the Blue Meanie, and I think one of them is holding Pepper. Okay. So. All right, I must have not caught that. So good right, eye on so you. So we're we're at now SummerSlam. That was SummerSlam. That was SummerSlam. So it was a month before the actual count from Hell. All right. I wanna get to. All right, so Pepper is a Chihuahua. 
it has had significant it, it, it has played a significant role in on live events so far. It's like the main angle, yeah. It's the main angle. We're at now I want to talk about the eating ingesting of pepper. Um and an attempt to uh to gain El Snow's uh trust or to apologize to him uh for the kidnapping. No, no, no. I apologize. Let me scratch that. Um he was actually um trying to give Pepper back after the kidnapping. And El- apologize. And apologize. So Bossman invites uh Snow to his hotel room for a nice cooked meal and apologize. Uh, and then uh, to get Pepper back. Okay, and quick interjection. Yes. Al Snow is currently holding the hardcore title. He has the title at this point. At this point, okay. So so this feud is still going on. You think it's coming to a conclusion, um, or so they made it seem. Um, so Snow goes to his hotel room. You know, he's uh, he's eating. You know, while Boss Man asks him how he likes his, uh, how he likes his steak. He says it's good. Is that what he made? He made him steak? Steak, quote-unquote. Okay. Um, and then that's where Boss Man... Objection, it was stir-fry. Was it stir-fry? Yeah, because it looked like Chinese food. There were noodles in there. That's there racist. Like noodles in there. <laughs> oh, so there's a whole other set of crimes there. Yeah. <laughs> that's racist. Tell, I mean, outside of K-Fame, you can tell they ordered Chinese food. Oh, that's exactly what happened. Oh. So, I dark, so he asked him how time. he likes his dinner, I should say, not steak. And uh, when Al Snow uh, says that it's good, Boss Man then reveals that he's eating pepper. Which then, technically, he gave him Pepper back. But um, it led to um, Al Snow standing up and then getting his ass kicked by Boss Man in, a, um, in the hotel room and then getting the food dumped on him. So, Is that where this took place? It took place in a hotel room. Oh, right in, the, yeah, right in the hotel room. In a hotel room, okay. I don't, I don't know, know how you're cooking anything I don't know if in a like hotel like, room. But. I don't know if it was like craft services or something like that. <laughs> no. Okay. No, that would, that would be bringing accomplices in. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually another thing that I didn't think about. Um, how are you cooking a full-fledged meal in a hotel room? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, he could have just gone to a restaurant. Maybe he has friends in town. He travels the roads. You never know. Yeah. That's also racist. Because he travels? Because he travels the roads? No, 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 no. He's, a, he's just he's cooking up Chinese food with a dog? No, I said he went to a restaurant. You're yeah. the one who immediately thought Chinese and made it weird. You said it was stir-fry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, outside of kayfabe. I'm saying in kayfabe. He might have a friend who owns a little, like an Italian place. Or maybe he went to like a... Yes, I throw racist place. things in there. It's okay. We're going to get a lot of bad PR. Yeah, probably because of you, though. That's okay. <laughs> this is an unajo- unapologetic podcast. So if you're easily offended and you live in a safe space, this is not a podcast for you. That was my quick interjection. Ben, go right. on. Uh, I mean, realistically, uh, I mean, that's that's what I have for right now. Uh, I want to hear what Randy has to say about this. All right. So, yeah, it's a little over the top to have someone cook a dog and eat it to them. but um, Eat it to them. Feed it to them. There it is. But, uh, you know, you know what? What's, <laughs> what's, what's, you guys did it to me on the last <laughs> What's not talked about enough here is that uh, – he did cook him a meal. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a sign of friendship. And not enough people cook people meals. So even though it was a heinous <laughs> act, maybe what they're trying to set up is, I mean, I can't go into what boss man becomes because that's a time paradox. But maybe they're just trying to set up that the boss man is in fact a sociopath and he thought he was doing a nice thing at first. And then he saw Al's response. <laughs> There's no way that you're trying to justify that. 
I'm not trying to knock it down. Oh my god! Awful to just that's eh, a little out of line. Hmm. He did. He cooked him a meal. Zeke, mm. I feel like Randy is a sociopath. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Okay, go on. I want to see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious. <laughs> Say it, it was a kind gesture to start, and then uh, I mean, where it, where he probably went wrong was uh, hitting him with a dinner tray afterwards. But, oh, that's where he went wrong. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. but no, I mean, because again, did he, more important than animals. Really, really important though. Did he present the meal with a cloche? Yes. Yes, actually, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely did. I mean, that's classy. See. All right, go on. Platter and all, dude. Mm. Mm. All right, go on. This is good pot so far. All right, but to be – okay, so Your Honor, if I could ask you a question for a second. Um, Call me Your Honor. Say someone Ooh. stole your animal and was going to give it back. Mm-hmm. They never did, but would you rather them just kill it or they killed it and you got dinner? Mm. <laughs> uh, now, remember this – I think I'll hold my, my comments on that till the end. Remember, this animal is your best friend. Well, you guys know me well enough. This quick sidebar. You guys know me enough to know that I don't like animals. Which, again, if you're an animal lover and you're listening to this, again, this is not the podcast for you. But also, if this was you, you also would have been spending the last two and a half years talking to a mannequin head. Okay, hold so on, So at hold that on. point, anything could be your So you don't like animals. We're going to put this into perspective then. Yeah, okay. Someone killed Randy and fed it to you. Hey, I'm not on trial here. <laughs> I'm also not an it. <laughs> I mean, uh, Pronouns, pal. Kind of. I mean, it, I mean, look. If I have to answer that that immediate question right away, I mean, Randy does work out. He's and he is. There's like no fat. No fat. It's probably not going to be a good cut of meat. <laughs> so you'd be pretty upset. Yeah, but inside my skin, it's a good cut of meat. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's put this train. We're back getting, yeah, we're getting sidetracked. Let's put this train back on the rails here. <laughs> Up until this point, we've we've brought up pretty much every heinous act a person can do and they've it's either it's either happening with this specific storyline or it's happening in WWF at the time this so is before they got there. this is before that okay so everything sounds pretty crazy up uh, up to this point as of right now as of right now we're I want to hear about now what led up to the actual Kennel from Hell at what, Unforgiven, you said? Mm-hmm. Unforgiven, yep. Okay. All right. So talk to me about what led up to the match. So clearly he ate his dog. He's pissed. There's a title floating around. Yes. Doesn't really seem to be super relevant, but it is. Now we're at Unforgiven. Is the title on the line in the Kennel from Hell? Yes. Yes. It is on the line. Okay. All, All right. right. So since Randy was sucking up, your honor. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> On September 26th of 1999, at the Unforgiven pay-per-view, um, that's when the uh, that's when the actual match was. So, a few weeks prior, Al Snow had challenged um, Big Boss Man to uh, the Kennel from Hell match. Uh, he announced it as such. Mm-hmm. He only ex- uh, explained that there was a steel cage wrapped by the Hell in a Cell with what he uh, explained was Pepper's cousins oh. was going to be there. So or some, sorry, some of Pepper's family members, I should say. Family members, okay. So if I'm being actual, if I'm saying it verbatim. So the actual match itself was set in place. We, nobody knew still what it was. We just knew what the 
what it was explained as. Um, they didn't go super far into detail. Um, and then once the actual match uh, happens at Unforgiven, um, it turns out that Pepper's family members are uh, four Rottweilers. It was seven. Was it seven? It was six or seven. Okay. More than two. <laughs> now, I'm no animal lover, but I don't think Chihuahuas and Rottweilers are in the same family, are they? You have to try real Hot hard. Hot take. Pepper was adopted. You can do better than that. Uh, I believe you have an adopted nephew. Do you love it like it was your actual <laughs> I do. <laughs> We're just going to offend that was, come on, anyone man. <laughs> and everyone. So if you're still listening, so we just, sorry. I think we just, I think the three of us just hate everyone. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can at least I name, I can name one person who will still be listening to this. So. I, I believe this, this court is uh, no disqualifications and no holds barred. Yeah, he didn't start counting the ten. Uh, I think so. we're good. All right, clearly no countouts. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be. <laughs> we have till five. Otherwise, I'd be much better at my job. Um, all right, it's because you don't have that gavel. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, okay, so we're at Unforgiven ninety nine. Yeah, that was basically like the build. I mean, from the match announcement to the actual match, there was. So there's nothing that, like... I don't recall any more build-up. Randy, uh, I mean, I hate to pass it off and, you know, fuck myself over a little I'll bit. I'll let you finish your argument. I mean, there's... If you, if you want to go right into the match, that's fine. And then I'll just do the build-up and the match. I mean, do you, I mean... I know, I'll do the match after. Go ahead. And uh, what, what's your argument with the actual build-up from the match announcement to All the right, match? so uh, the post, the eating incident, I think the booking is great. Uh, Al Snow, uh, after he's used oh, Head and Pepper to kind of keep his sort of personality problems together. When you say he used Head... It was super effective. Mm. Okay. It's, it's his strongest Pokemon attack. <laughs> but he would come out as different characters he wrestled as before. So one week he came out as Avatar, and he talked about how uh, I love you guys. <laughs> they put this gimmick on me, and Vince thought it was going to draw money, but I couldn't draw gold with a magnet in my ass, was a quote he said during it. He had a clipboard, he was freaking out, he starts scribbling on it and yelling and barking and runs off. So it's all great that now that his friend's gone, he's going crazy. Like, it's very coherent booking, it's a good character development. And Head is the, the man mannequin, mannequin head. So you, when you say he's using Head, it's not like a passive-aggressive wife uses sex as a weapon. No. <laughs> But the only reason Peppa, Do you have something to tell us? No, no, no. Outside of kayfabe, the only reason that they had Peppa come in is because it was replacing Head because the uh, double entendre was not being taken too kindly by the fucking whatever the PTC or whatever it was. It was the fucking RTC spoof. So oh, then, I forgot about that. Yeah, outside of kayfabe, that's the only reason they got rid of Head is because they were like, we don't like the fucking jokes about getting blown. And we're not fun, so we don't even like getting blown. So then, the next week, uh, or later that week on SmackDown... Randy broke the... I did, yeah. The next week on SmackDown, or that week on SmackDown, yeah, Bossman comes out and he proclaims he's the top dog. In ah. The and then he challenges any dog lover to a hardcore match, and that's when the British Bulldog comes out and kicks his ass in like a minute and a half, wins the title. Al's standing on the ramp dressed as Leaf Cassidy, who he wrestled as in the New Generation era, and the Bossman just hands him the title. Which, fine, I mean, agreed it's kind of stupid to hand a title over, but it's the hardcore title, and it was held by no really great wrestlers. Uh, was, hold on, if, if, if we're going to talk about people hey, that are... Hey, held the hardcore title, didn't he? Not at that point. Hold so. on, hold on. We're going we're gonna to throw out some, uh, some alumni with that title real quick. Okay. Sean Stasiak, known as Meat. After this. 
Just saying. Time paradox. No, no, no. This is not part of the argument. This is a sidebar completely. We're talking about the terrible but hardcore champion. You can't say this to the judge and then say that's not off. You can't do it. Time oh. paradox. He's listing things past 99. I, I apologize. Sidebar. May I? I'd like to hear a little bit of build, like some 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 praise for the hardcore title. Sure. Oh, allow it. Praise. This Come is on. The exact opposite. Come on. Come on. Praise. Oh, are we not? Pra- I thought. Okay. This is no, not a praise. This is him listing people who have held the hardcore title post 99 when it was a joke. Oh, Just so you both are in agreement that it's a joke title at this point. It got oh, to be. It started as a joke title. It was handed to Mick Foley as a goof. Okay. So we're we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about some alumni real quick. Okay. Um, one one that I don't have on my list is Gerald Briscoe, held that title. Mm-hmm. One of his fans. Awesome. I don't remember if you remember. That was it, awesome. I don't know if you remember that. The I know the Briscoe brothers, right? No, no, wait, wait, no, I don't. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Gerald Briscoe is uh, alongside Pat Patterson um, at this time of the fair, corporation. He, he won that title. It was awesome. Oh my God. While he was sleeping. It's a good thing this is not part of the case. Uh, Sean Stasiak, known as Meat, mm. Maven, and Pete Gass of the Mean Streak Posse has no held this title. Pete <laughs> <laughs> These are just a few of the alumni who are not memorable characters at all. You know, if memory does serve me correct, didn't Maven... Uh, tough enough. That was a tough enough winner. He was tough enough. Didn't he? Uh, wasn't he the one that eliminated uh, Undertaker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the biggest pops ever for a Rumble. Which is actually really weird. Hmm. Well, hey, he had his moment in the sun. All right, now that Ben's right. done making fun of the uh, hardcore title. Right, yep. yeah, I forget time, where we're at. In a time era we're not talking about. All right, I forget where. All so right. so after, you were talking. You were saying. After the boss man uh, loses to the Bulldog and the Bulldog gives the title to Al Snow. The next week on Raw, Bulldog comes out and they ask him why he gave the hardcore title away. And he explains, it's not the title he wants. He's after the world title, which is how he ends up in the main event for Unforgiven. So that is one of the only good coherent booking parts in there. I was going to say, that's respectable. And Al enters and explains that that's the night that he says he wants the kennel from hell. Two dogs come out with Al barking at him. And Al says a pretty funny line of, revenge is a bitch. These bitches are in heat. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. So the lead up in the two weeks before Unforgiven is pretty well written. There's a lot of callbacks to previous Al Snow characters. There's lots of dog double entendres. There's the bulldog who's a main event player and a legend trying to bring the angle up higher so it could actually be the semi-main, which I think it ended up being. So the lead up, you can't say anything other than out after the eating a dog incident. Everything else is pretty good. Okay. You're, you're only talking about, like, two weeks of good booking. Did you have any problem with uh, when Al Snow was being interviewed when he just kidnapped him? I mean, I had a whole problem with everything. So that's not a fair question. <laughs> okay, so... Ben is setting himself up to any time he has to defend a kidnapping angle for the rest of this podcast. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. <laughs> He's dead in the water because I'll just play this clip back. All right, so I've heard some evidence for the lead up. All right, so now I want to hear about the match. The match itself. The match itself. Kennel from Hell. Unforgiven 99. Hardcore title on the line. There's dogs involved. There's cages involved. There's cages involved. They're allegedly in heat. They're allegedly in heat. Okay. That's new evidence. So, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. He did say these bitches are in heat. Yeah. Oh, right. Revenge is a bitch, and these bitches are in heat. Oh, yeah. That's so gonna, That's going to be the tagline for a movie with a dog. So, as we explained, the kennel from hell itself was a hell in a cell with a steel cage inside 
And the objective was to escape the cage and get out of the hell in a cell. Mm. So you had to get outside of both cages, all right? So while the cage within a cell structure could have been a good idea if utilized correctly, here it was horrendously flawed in its execution. The match itself only lasted just about 12 minutes, um, and that basically consisted of just stalling antics, um, them basically trying to make the match itself work. Um, Partway through the match, the vicious, I should say, uh, quote-unquote, Rottweilers were led to the ring and kept in the surrounding area between the cell and the cage, showing no interest whatsoever in the match. The dogs, within that time, started pissing and shitting all over the floor. And in some cases, they're in heat. They're fucking. So, um, alongside, Randy is not wrong. Objection. The humping was never caught on camera. But it is... Okay. So, what are you going to call that as your objection? Uh, that that's not actually a true fact. Because half of the... There's only 16,000 people there. If you got a million people to buy it on pay-per-view, only 16,000 people who had a perfect view would have seen dogs humping. Was there any commentary on this? Uh, like, there was on the pissing and shitting. Okay, but um, out. I mean, sidebar outside of kayfabe, it was a known fact. Um, several people have stated it. Okay, so just saying. But I, I guess I won't use that in the case. So strike, strike the. We'll strike that. Yeah, strike the being in heat. Or the acting upon uh, from the we'll record. Strike that as hearsay. Okay, that's fine. I'm okay with that. So, um, someone has a legal degree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I just had to do jury duty once. That's my expertise, and I watch Law and Order. So, right. with with this, like I said, the, the match itself was just full blown stalling uh, for the most part. Um, it was twelve mind numbing mim- minutes from there on. Um, and the match basically uh, concluded with Al Snow knocking out Bossman with head. Uh, he used head. It was super effective. And uh, the mannequin doll. Yep. Climbing out of the uh, climbing out of the cage, getting out of the cell with zero fan reaction. Just nothing. So the audience wasn't it. Nobody did care. Nobody, Nobody cared. Good. And the dogs. Uh, the dogs are still too busy pissing and shitting. Uh, I don't even remember them chasing Snow out. Um, as far as I as I remember. Um, the actual booking with the dog itself, they, uh, they didn't get trained dogs. So the dogs had no idea that they were supposed to even try to be ferocious. Uh, they had trainers in the cage with them, uh, trying to hold them and, uh, it wasn't, wasn't doing anything. And, okay. Uh, yeah. The prostitution rest. All right. Okay. So for the match itself, they didn't get trained dogs. Al Snow has said as much. He was promised to get trained dogs after the match. Vince McMahon apologized to him. And thought that the match could have worked with trained dogs. This was on camera. No, this, this, is, this is outside cave. Okay. But I'm, I'm I'm acknowledging they're not trained dogs. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a problem. But the match itself had decent spots. The problem was um, when the dogs came down and they were just regular dogs with homeowner, with regular owners and shit. Uh, a lot of the spots didn't work. There was supposed to be a spot where uh, Al Snow held Bossman's hand through and said, bite this bacon fat ass or whatever, but the dogs didn't bite his hand. If you have trained dogs who bit that hand, it would have been great. He would have probably would have had like a thicker glove Maybe on. Maybe a Kevlar glove, glove or something. Yeah. And then there was also a cool spot where Bossman, realizing he can't go between the cages because the dogs are going to want to get after him, he 
he pulls wire cutters out of all of his kit he's wearing mm-hmm. and tries to cut a hole in the roof and go over and out that way. Okay. He also, they start to take the top rope down. Al Snow starts to take the screws out and tries to choke him and tie him up with that. There's a lot of cool spots in there with being inventive with the idea of it. Even Al Snow, when he got out, realizing he didn't want to climb down the first cage and drop down to the floor and run, he uses the top of the cage as like a jungle gym, goes over to the door, drops right in front of the door, and scoots out. So those are all things that would have worked psychologically if the dogs hadn't blown the spot, which is why I don't think... You can use bad booking on any sort of level for this because it's coherent. And it's of the time as far as what they were presenting presenting as a product. Uh, the overbooking I don't think is necessary either because it all makes sense in the name of the story. There's dogs. It starts with dogs five weeks beforehand. It ends with dogs. It's all coherent. It's all laid out in order. But I would say as a plea bargain, the only thing that you can charge this angle with is writer neglect. Because they didn't get trained dogs. So they got just terrible, awful, regular dogs that are not vicious. You know, only I think one of them had had obedience training, so it couldn't follow commands. But if you had trained dogs that had two sort of owners or take care people for them who could give them verbal commands from outside the cage so the dogs would just be running around and that would be trained to bite, would know what a bite glove looked at, the match would have worked great. It still would have been kind of sideshowy, but it would have been a silly, fun, hardcore match. Objection. It's not on the riders to provide the trained dogs. It's on the it's on the uh, the rest of the like the uh, booking staff. Exactly. But booking staff and the riders, so Vince t- McMahon. The riders tell them who to get things. Vince McMahon is the head writer because he everything goes through him. But what I'm saying is the writers did their job with writing the actual story and with so, your words coherently. Yeah. But getting, you know, especially like, like when they get jobbers, people, people that are in charge of that didn't do their job. That's not, that's not all on the writers. Writers did their job. All right, then. All right, cool. We'll, we'll, we won't take that then. We'll take that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Sorry, yeah, dude. I'll allow that. We'll take... Agent negligence. Okay. Put the matches together. Nope, there it is. That's what felony I was looking for. Felony level agent negligence. Strike the other two away. But you're still agreeing as a felony. Yes. All right. But I, I will not have anyone talk poorly on coherent <laughs> wrestling writing when it actually happens. Okay, so I want... I'm saying that... I'm putting that to Zeke. I don't want your response. No, no. Okay. From mortal enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's so um, defense rest. That's been taken into consideration. Prosecution cool. defense. Do you guys have anything else to add to this? Um, I'm not I'm not sure if it matters. Just throwing this out there. Um, I'm okay with Randy's plea bargain. After you've watched this, I need you to watch it. Okay. We'll see. We'll see how you feel, and then. All right. We'll so go. By, we'll go with that. We're gonna take a quick break. And we're going to go a quick recess. recess. A A recess. And do some deliberating. Well, we are going to go play tag first. Okay, fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Called Jungle Gyms. And I'm going to watch the match. And I'm going to listen to... I'm going to hear a little bit more about these two. These two are going to talk about their plea bargain if we're going to go in that route off off mic. And uh, we will be back to give the final verdict. (laughs) 
And we're back. Hi. So I've watched The Kennel from Hell uh, with por- uh, uh, Portuguese commentary, which was, that was fun. That was a fun thing. Our budget's really low here, so thanks, YouTube, for that. It is currently zero. Yeah, so watching it in Portuguese, that's great. Um, we've talked a lot about some pretty dastardly, need I say, hashtag deplorable topics. Um, leading up to this match, the Kennel from Hell, I think we can all agree that uh, the WWF was in some sort of dire straits. There was a lot of iffy, questionable things that were happening um, for the sake of entertainment. With that being said, after watching the match, you can do this. I have faith. It's tough. It's really tough. Like a $2 steak. I'll say this. I'm so sorry. I thought it was going to be a lot worse. I will say this. I thought it was going to be a lot worse. That means I did my job properly, though. There were some pretty heinous things that were talked about prior to viewing. To be fair, you only saw the match, though. You didn't see the actual That's true, but I have to take everything that you guys say into consideration. Just saying. I like it better that way. My ruling is guilty of bad booking. Misdemeanor or felony? Misdemeanor. Now, what about overbooking? What about that charge? That was felony. Too many ingredients in the soup. What do you say? Misdemeanor or felony? Not guilty. All right. Okay. I'll take that. After watch, like... What about, do you think uh, the agent neglect? Yeah, Randy Randy threw that in the mix, so... Felony or misdemeanor on the agent neglect for getting the dog? Absolute felony. (laughs) Absolute felony on that. that. Which is all I really think it's guilty of. But as long as overbooking's gone, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Again, Mm. people might be listening and they might say, you know, I'm completely wrong. And that's that's what social media is for. Once again, just a quick little plug. At Kayfabe Court, social media. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Good job. I watched. I watched the match. I, I I I watched it in great detail, and I don't know Portuguese, but I got the gist. Uh If I'm if I'm just speaking now, as a wrestling fan, it was actually a pretty like pretty great hardcore match. It was a great hardcore match. If you were to go back and watch that match, and forget about. All of that other nonsense that we talked about, the lead-up and the build-up, and actually what the, what the point of the match was, which includes dogs. It's a great match, but that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk about the match itself, what happened in ring. We're here to talk about the kennel from hell, and that means that dogs had to be involved, and the dogs were not involved. I think it would have been great, I mean, if they, if they, even if they changed the name of the match... Uh... Like almost like the same premise, the uh, the cell over the cage. Um, it is a spectacle to look at. But have like a lumberjack match, like in between. And I feel like that was like that the initial point. That like, would have been fun. A lumberjack like, match with dogs, like. But what, still, if, like, what if they just did like a lumberjack match with wrestlers who had dog nicknames? 
Like road dogs. <laughs> uh, is there any other like road Roman? There's Rick well, Steiner. Bulldog's dead. Yeah, you could have Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner. <laughs> Rick Steiner. He would never come back. Well, he would never come over from WCW. But like, yeah. you've got the big dog Roman Reigns. He could be there. <laughs> you, you could have had uh, just anyone. Just say they were dogs. It was like. Yeah, yeah, a lot of dudes. Like, I mean, you could build that up. Like, now all of a sudden people are being referred to as, like, my dog, you know, with a W. Yeah. So, our truth <laughs> Yeah, sure. Um, he was in developmental, I think, at the time. So, that's that's my verdict, guys. It was... What do you, what there was you a lot of deplorable things that led up to it for the sake of entertainment. It, it, it looked on paper to be a little bit convoluted, but I think at the time when the, when the match actually happened, the Kennel Femel happened... I think you can't you can't discredit what you were saying about the about the match itself and like what happened in ring. So I'm not gonna. That's why I'm not you know going full fledged. It was just a shit match all in all. There was some. It was actually a really good match. I thought. Yeah. But Spots was hitting his hands with the shovel, trying to get in, trying to cut through the top. I mean, taking a taking the the light bulb, the the what is it the whatever that fucking thing that was yeah that tube light that whatever. yeah whatever that was it looked like a light putting bulb. fucking wire cutters on his ear. the wire hitting him with the wire cutter like. Great pops throughout the match. However, it was a kennel from hell match, and if we're going by the book and what is how it's written, i.e. the kennel from hell, not good. Those, those, that it was just a bad, bad idea, and you know those stupid, stupid dogs did not do their jobs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> those dogs had shit work. Right? I'm sorry, animal lovers. I'm sorry. I'm just being. I'm He's just being sorry. So for for your. Uh sentence here you have to come up with an analogy for how bad it has to be referred to as from now on I'd say that match was as bad as using sex as a weapon I'm really feeling you're like you're not telling us something here (laughs) that's called a callback comedy fans is everything okay at home everything's great everything's great at home I mean besides my constant watching of wrestling that April just does not care for. To show her Roman Reigns, it'll be okay. But I was just telling you guys while you know while we were deliberating, I we got off topic a little bit, and I was saying how my wife ran uh, a 10K today, and she ran to the Bobby Roode and Finn Balor theme. So I'm I'm getting there with her. It's maybe we'll have a wrestling fan by the time we're dead. Who knows? <laughs> it might take a while, but or she just might like the spectacle of the the entrances and the songs. Yeah. I'll take that. Anything else? Prosecution? Defense? I can get behind all that. I can get behind Randy. In conclusion. I'm going to use sex as a weapon. Shit. In conclusion, the candle from hell is bad, but it's there's some good things in there. And I don't have a gavel. Use the Sam Adams can. We're going to just make a Sam right. Adams can into a gavel. All right. Use that sweet-ass giant mug. All right, court. That'll Does break. That, that'll break. break. I, I don't want to smash it. I, uh, I get loud enough. I get excited. You guys heard the first podcast. I get really excited. We're, not, we're talking about a gavel, not your dick. Mm. All right, so court is adjourned. <laughs> court fallout. What? What did I say that made you laugh so hard? Just casually saying he was using this. He used head and did it. <laughs> super effective. And that's using head was super effective, and it's like. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I mean, you also said at one point, like, he got knocked out by head, and it's like, I think we've all hopefully been there. <laughs> Did any of that part work about how, uh, say what you want about Boss Man killing his dog? 
He did feed him a meal, though. <laughs> As someone who loves to cook and, like, one of my favorite things to do is have friends over to cook, I, yeah, that absolutely worked. I mean, you know. It was probably the best argument he had, actually. <laughs> there's a very, very small highway to my heart, and it's food. And if you're cooking for me, I mean. Food and beer. You could, you could. You could probably spit in my meal, and if you're cooking for me, I'd probably uh, at least you made the effort. I don't think germs are real anyway, though. Yeah, germs are all mental. <laughs> germs are made up by the government. Everyone's on this chemtrail shit. We should talk about germs. <laughs> is that is that what the mini podcast is about? Just germs? No, I just don't think germs are real. Hmm. I should also mention that Randy has not had a shirt on this entire time. No, I'm full Mowgli status. Shorts, no shoes, no shirt. No shirt, no. I haven't had much... I have a shirt on. I just got like a my little exercise clothes on, but but Ben is in a tuxedo, which is really yeah. unsettling. Got to stay classy. I mean, it's hot outside. Yeah, and instead of pants, he's wearing snow pants because he's body shaming himself. <laughs> <laughs> another topic, another big topic. You and I like to bring up manscaping, body. Mm. Why body are we doing shaming, this again? Body, bo- body dysmorphia. Yeah, I was gonna say it's dysmorphia. Because it's, it's two thousand. Yeah, we don't really body shame. Men should be able to do what they want with their body hair. Yeah, I don't I have many things I, I feel strongly about. Oh, okay. But I feel strongly about this, and that the kettle from hell is awesome. <laughs> True. It had its moment. Ben? A single one. Yeah. What are you doing over there? Uh, drinking beer. Tell us your thoughts, man. How'd you think the pod went? Was it good pod? Do you have any regrets of your arguments? Or? Uh, I mean, I fell into a trap of yours. So I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not proud of that, but it happened. Tell about the trap. Talk about the trap. Uh, Randy... Has been waiting for the last two and a half hours for me to mention the fact that the dogs were poorly trained, um, in which he could use the argument that the uh, it was the agent's fault and not creative. So that sucked, but okay. at least got one of the uh, one just, of the charges. Just imagine if they had five like police dogs, and then like, probably should have done that. It would have been amazing, like because that would have actually worked. I mean, it still probably would have had an element of slapstick to it. I don't know. I like your idea with the wrestlers with dog gimmicks now, so. Now I'm just disappointed it didn't happen. Yeah, they could have the dynamite kid come out in his wheelchair and fucking yell anti-Semitic things at him. (laughs) (laughs) You know, downstairs we were saying, man, we really kind of offended uh, a lot of people except one group. And, (laughs) well, now we just brought it up. (laughs) No one's really safe. But I think we can all agree. I've I've heard Randy say some horrendous things. About Ben to his face, and Ben just take it, because that's that's Ben. But I think we can all agree. We're that's all, part of his charm. We're all team. Don't hinder gender. <laughs> don't hinder gender. You know, on Cannot the uh, hinder the gender. When we did, when we it was a while ago when we recorded the first little intro pod. That was the day of backlash. When he yeah, and he, you know, we said like, oh, you know, WWE has a tendency to be a little bit racist, and then Gender Mahal wins, so it's like, hey, you know, I'll eat some crow. Yeah, but to be fair, I mean, uh, they gave that to him more on the fact that uh, he's Indian. and They just signed a huge deal. But yeah, that's like their biggest market yeah. outside of like Mexico. Hey, it's a good business deal. Yeah. That's hey. where kayfabe's still I mean, alive. I like, I like yeah. I, any guy that goes away and comes back in better shape and shit, like who yeah. either leaves the company or is fired and then just like works harder. I want that guy to succeed whether or not I enjoy his in-ring work. Sure. Which is funny because that's how I felt about Del Rio when he came back and then that flopped real quick. And then quick. I went, no, watch. Watch how many insecurities he misses. Oh, I uh, that was a terrible return. No, I'm 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 into Jinder Mahal except I I read an interview is like how he actually did it and he and you know I I try to I try you know I'm, I try to work out 
I try to work out a little bit. Uh, it doesn't really work all that well for me, but not like Randy, who is a beefcake. But uh, <laughs> you just missed it. He just flexed his pecs. It was really terrible. Uh, Virginia Mahal was like, yeah, I basically just uh, quit drinking beer. And I got all veiny and bulk, and I was like, if 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 that's what I've got to do. Oh, the Andy Dwyer approach. Yeah. All right. Okay. If that's what I've got to do, I don't want to do that. <laughs> kind of really like beer. Yeah, I kind of really like like beer. I mean, Stone Cold drank a lot of beer, and he had some definition. So, you know. Well, I mean, also half his body was falling apart, so it's not like he could work out. Yeah. He had two bad knees and a neck that had just like a timer on it before it explodes. He still has problems with that shit. Mm. If there's any Massachusetts real. politicians listening to this, A, sorry, you should delete this because it's going to hurt your reputation but don't delete us please uh well i can't run for congress now just block it out once this hits itunes i cannot run for office there's been too many deplorable things that have come out of all of our mouths yeah, be fine. well well our co-host has not named zeke sublet at all yeah ryan phillips <laughs> technically zeke sublet's not my name legally there you go. You're so. right. It's Zachariah. There you apartment. go. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's good. That's, that's what's on the birth certificate. It's good. Zachariah apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he changed his name, uh, he metaphorically subletted that apartment. <laughs> and that's as good a spot as any to uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a good place to end. I got real dumb. <laughs> right, so I think that went well. Yep. I like Zeke's ruling. Thanks. And, uh, I'm happy with it. We'll Thanks. be recording a mini pod shortly. We'll get that out to you guys. Yep. We'll announce the next case, mm-hmm. which I'm apparently the only one who remembers when me and Ben decided what it was because we were drunk. Uh, I don't know what the case is at all, but that's hold my on. point. Hold on. I, uh, I actually kind of re- Yeah, no, I remember it. All right. I remember it. Save it for the mini pod. That's a tease in the wrestling and fucking radio business. <laughs> so... Again, it's Instagram, Kayfabe Court, Twitter at Kayfabe Court, Kayfabe Court on Facebook, and any other time new social media pops up, we'll be sure to capitalize and try and whore ourselves out there. Except Snapchat, because that's all Randy does is Snapchat and zone, and it's usually him being drunk, so. Mm. Uh, I mean, mm. we could do that. I'll just be drunkenly watching wrestling. No, that's not bad. Get out of Still hate it. Good pod. Good pod. Mm, that's good. <laughs> <laughs>